This podcast is a part of the Dragon Suplex Podcast Network. Find us wherever you get your podcasts and visit us at chopskicksandnearfalls.com for daily articles about wrestling from around the globe. Hello, my name is Simon Miller from What Culture Wrestling and you are listening to the Podmania Pro Wrestling Podcast and you better keep listening to it. Why? Here's why. You're listening to the Podmania Pro Wrestling Podcast, a sample of the best pro wrestling podcasts we can produce on our tiny budget. Check us out on Apple Podcasts, Podcast Addict, CastBox, and all other podcast platforms. If it's wrestling you want, check out more of our great content at podmania.co.uk. Let's do this. Welcome to another episode of the Pod Mania Podcast. I'm your host, Rob Good. I'm joined this week by the man himself, Chris O'Brien. Chris, how are you? Why, why is that advert from the WWE Network? <laughs> Honestly, I don't think I've ever been so annoyed as when I found out that despite the fact that I pay £10 a month, I still have to sit through adverts shilling something that I already pay money for. Have you seen this Undertaker thing? It's like, well, it's one of very few things on the network right now. So, yes. <laughs> Are you going to watch Survivor Series? Probably. I've got the network. Just... They might as well have an advert going, please, for the love of fuck, don't watch AEW. <laughs> Honestly, whoever is sitting in the WWE marketing room and is going, right, who should we target? Should we try and get new fans in? Or, or, hear me out, why don't we shill shit to people who are already paying for it? Ah, uh, ah. Uh? To you who they are aiming for is for death, because every time I open up the network, despite continuously turning it off, we just don't. We just always have closed captions on, and I don't know why. It makes no sense. <laughs> and How are you that, anyway, Chris? That looks frozen. Um, fine, just same old, same old. I had a interview i had an appointment with job center the other day and they were basically going why do you have a job i'm like it's a pandemic and we're like yeah that's fair we'll phone you in two weeks <laughs> brilliant so that, that's your yeah. life why have you not got a job because there are no jobs yeah that, that's that's a reasonable no, excuse i i applied for like something like between 15 and 20 jobs last week 10 of them got back to me not rejecting me going the job is no longer filled because we we went back into lockdown right okay that is that better or worse than being outright rejected? I know, it gives me hope that maybe when we're not in lockdown, I'll get the job. <laughs> like, it just... it's something. <laughs> it just sort of keeps you going with that, just that tender bit of hope. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Just sending them, passing them a note, it's like, do you like me? Yes, no, maybe, the chick, maybe, just... <laughs> It's like when um, my friend gives out a bunch of fake numbers just because um, she knows it's not worth saying no because they won't take no for an answer. She wants to get my friend gives out fake numbers every time someone asks him for a number, and I witnessed her do this once. You know what she put down? Oh eight hundred double oh ten sixty six, and the dude <laughs> fucking fell for it. The guy who's trying to buy insurance off Hastings Direct. Yeah, he's just, he's just like going, oh, do you want to swap your, do you want to swap your insurance details? And he's probably just like going, I just want to get my dick wet. <laughs> I just want to get my hand away. 
just I just want to smash. I just want to get my hole. <laughs> oh, and despite all that, all I've got in my head now is oh eight hundred double o double o ten sixty six. Well, this is a weird way of starting a podcast. The only American listeners we have are very, very, very confused. <laughs> it's not as bad as one one eight one one eight. No, that's that's a very, very niche British thing, isn't it? It's like the compare the um, go compare adverts. Meerkat. Oh, I, yeah. Well, oh, yeah, I've... and the Russian meerkats, which ridiculous makes absolutely no sense whatsoever i remember when that first came out and then like, i was like oh this is kind of cute and then it's just been going for like how long now like 12 years i love the fact that this is a generational thing because when it came out when it came out you thought oh it's really cute when i came out i just remember getting really fucked off with people just replying with every single question just going simples <laughs> simples simples simple shut the fuck up I once got thrown in detention for saying simple. <laughs> yeah, it's a bit different when you say it to a teacher, isn't it? <laughs> Can you do this? Simple detention. What? Detention. <laughs> anyway, ladies and gentlemen, um, the theme of this week's Watch Along episode is tag teams, which is very apt, seeing as there is only two of us today, as Garth decided he'd rather drink cyber beers with his real fucking friends. Prick. So beer twenty seven seven. We literally got basically what was a press release from Garth this morning on the WhatsApp group chat saying I'm going to have to bail. I've got beers with my real friends. What an absolute <laughs> prick! I hope you listen to this, Garth Jackson. You're a bell piece. But to be honest, every time one of us aren't on the podcast, we always get, look forward to it because we'll actually listen to it when it's just the other two, but we won't listen to our own voices. <laughs> <laughs> amazing yeah exactly so anyway we decided last week that um with next week being our survivor series special and i'll go into that a little bit more detail um towards the end of the podcast uh, we decided that this week's theme is going to be tag team wrestling quite an underrated form of wrestling especially at the moment where to especially be honest in japan yeah let's be honest the only real company that i can think of that i've got a strong tag team division is AEW. If I say DDT, you're going to shout at me. No, not at all. I, I don't watch DDT, so I don't know. Actually, because they've had um, Disaster Box, um, Janaki Yama with his faction, um, Strong Hearts, so like Seema, T-Bone, um, T-Hawk, um, Olinderman. So like, it's a fun little tag division, right? Yeah, it sounds it. It sounds it. Um, obviously, I'm sure Dragon Gate, Dragon Gate have got a really strong tag division as well. I, I know nothing about Dragon Gate either, but from the promotions that I watch, um, the only real promotion that has any sort of tag division of note is AEW, which is a real shame when you consider the plethora of tag teams at the disposal of the WWE, but... NXT's tag division this year, especially since two of the matches here are NXT matches, um, their tag division's been weirdly like on ice, especially in the latter half of the year. There hasn't been a tag team match on TakeOver since Phoenix. Yeah, it, they, they struck gold NXT when they had the matchup of the Revival versus DIY. And, you know, we had a set of takeovers where that was the match. And it never got boring because there was always a different story to tell they wrestled different matches. But since then, we had, we've had the Undisputed Era and War Machine. And that was, that was a great little feud while it happened. And then we sort of had 
no one really that sort of took that ball and ran with it. Sure, Imperium are great, and sure, Mustache Mountain are great, but they haven't really had that extended, iconic run that DIY had, that the Revival had, um, even that really the Authors of Pain had. Well, their tag reign wasn't long, and like the only matches of note really are where they won it and where they lost it. <laughs> but not actually, true. That, that, dust, that Dusty Rhodes um, three-way was quite cool. Yeah, and the ladder match. Okay, I, I was talking about my ass there. But... <laughs> <laughs> Actually, they've had quite a few good matches. Um, but today, we are focusing on three of the best tag team matches that we've seen, apart from Garth's, but we'll get to Garth's. Well, this wasn't my first choice. <laughs> Originally, you were going to do... We were going to do an All Japan um, was... watch-along. Hanson and Gordy versus Tenru and Kawada, which is one of my favourite tag matches ever. We reviewed it on The Young Lion, and I wanted to show Garth because I saw how he reacted to Walter and wanted to see how he reacted to Stan Hanson. Stan, I'm just going to throw a lariat, get out of the way if you can, Hanson. Yeah, but Stan, I'm going to take Kabashi's leg and throw, it, leg for, um, throw him knee first onto a barrier with no padding, Hanson. Stan blind as a bat, Hanson. Stan, I'm going to throw Terry Funk into the river, Hanson. (laughs) Uh, But as me and Chris have already seen this match and rated it very, very highly and have, you know, praised it to the moon and back, we we do actively encourage you to go and seek it out. It is on YouTube. Um, We decided to change it up a little bit and we've actually, we're actually going to open with that match tonight. Um, We're going to open with the opener from WWE NXT UK TakeOver Blackpool from January 12th, 2019. And it was the culmination of the NXT UK Tag Team Tournament uh, to crown the inaugural Tag Team Champions. We were there, Chris. We were there in the crowd. We were there. One of the few people who actually knew all the stories going in because we were reviewing NXT UK up to going because we were so excited about going to a TakeOver. We were very excited. And... You know, this was this was the best way to open the show because this ta- this match was absolutely phenomenal. I've I haven't gone back and watched it, um, so aside from watching it live and being there, this will be the first time I've actually watched it. So I'm really excited about that. I've watched it a couple of times since. I like watching matches I was in the crowd for just to see like how different I feel. Like I found that especially with ITW shows, mm-hmm. match quality ended up falling as soon as I was watching it again. But like here like it didn't really do that even um coffee versus done kind of held up i mean like the botches were more obvious <laughs> god god they they were they were very very obvious very obvious i mean like he almost fell and died <laughs> twice twice Anyway, ladies and gentlemen, if you want to go onto your WWE network or illegal stream which again we don't condone but really we do um Go and find NXT UK, and then you are going to have to go on to 2019, go all the way to January and scroll back towards January the 12th, because unlike the NXT tab, it doesn't have a separate tab for takeovers. So It does. Not NXT UK, it, take, not NXT no, UK doesn't. It, NXT no, does. If you, to, if you click on NXT UK, there's a little tab that says, oh, NXT UK. You click on that, and there's a little tab, then it's takeover, then you click on it. That's how I got to it. Ah, it doesn't on the Fire Stick, then, but the Fire Stick is absolute oh, arse. Well, <laughs> you're using the Fire... <laughs> People bought a Fire Stick? Hey. 
I, I had no follow up to that. It was just hey. Um <laughs> <laughs> just hanging your head and shame. Yeah. Yeah. So, ladies and gentlemen, if you want to skip to four minutes and fifty-three seconds or go to the jump to function at the bottom and skip to that match, um, we are ready to go. You can always pause the podcast if you're not there yet. Uh Chris, if you're ready, my friend, we'll go on yep. to this in three, two, one, play. Are you going to play watch. the I'm... Let's Find Us pit? <laughs> Say that again? Are you going to play the Let's Find Rob, Chris and Garth? I mean, I was going to, but I've tried this before and you can't find us because we're fairly far back. Because it's ha- like both years we went to take over, I've been in charge of getting the tickets. I'm pro- it's very easy to get two seats together, but not three. Getting odd numbered seats together is a pain in the ass. <laughs> also, why the fuck did we not get those fucking signs? <laughs> I don't know. They look Bullshit, isn't it? absolutely incredible, don't they? They just look like they champions. Put Strong Side is one of those people you can ask three different people and they probably have a different favourite member. <laughs> Who's your favourite member? <sighs> Either done or seven i genuinely thought you were gonna go oh i don't know it's between done seven Bates, probably i love Bates, and especially early um at the end of last year he was absolutely on fucking fire well of course he won the accolade of podmania match of the year 2019 for his absolute barnstorm with walter at cardiff mm-hmm. i know I, I used to really really like seven and because he did Noah spots, and then I actually watched Noah, and I was like, well, he's doing them wrong. <laughs> <laughs> the crowd was absolutely insane for this show, oh, wasn't Christ. it? Some of the fucking... <laughs> when um, in the next match, the no disqualification match when tables came out. <laughs> oh, my God. It was like a proper, like, this is probably one of the best takeover crowds there's ever been, just because we actually boo the baby face, um, boo the heels and Cheer the baby faces. Whereas we're not NXT smarky just twats, basically. For... Yeah, but, yeah, we're smarky, but we're polite. <laughs> we're polite, Smarks. <laughs> yeah, we're def- we definitely know this is fake, but also you're the bad guy, so fuck you. As you're looking at it, ladies and gentlemen, we were top right. Yeah. Um, to be fair, being on the hat, um, both positions were good, but I kind of liked being on the hard cam this t- um, earlier this year. Yeah. Because um, we couldn't see the entrance properly. But still. No, we couldn't at all. We had but to like, sort of again, guess who was coming off due to the entrance music. No, we sort of traded off. Who'd run to get to see the Titan Tron and run back and inform the person who's coming out? These are low-key one of my favourite tag teams. What? Because the young vet? Oh, this reminds me of... So, um, these guys had a progress feud, because naturally. And... Um... <laughs> Trent Seven kept cutting promos, and this was after the first UK Championship tournament. Mm-hmm. So him, Bate, and Drake had UK um, NXT contracts, but Gibson didn't. So he just go up to Bate, um, to James Drake and go, "Colleague," <laughs> and like he'd pretend he's getting phone calls from Triple H. He's going, "Hey Paul, oh yeah, I'm about to face um, Zach Gibson. You know that ball twat you didn't sign." <laughs> And then, like, you keep making jokes like, oh, yeah, I saw you at the Christmas party you um, for WWE. You were feeling a bit delicate, weren't you? 
and then they had a match with CCK where Kid Like Us was a blow-up doll because he was injured. Those tag team belts are a thing of beauty. <sighs> They're probably the n- nicest-looking belts WWE has for UK belts. I agree. Liverpool's number two. What a great sign. <laughs> <laughs> but who would, at that point, who was Liverpool's number one? He was. He was. No, but no, I'm asking who would be. Oh, who is Liverpool's number one? Um, if it's not Gibson. Wayne Rooney. Is, is he from Liverpool? Yes. I don't. I know nothing about football. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I know Arthur Boric's for holy goalie, goalie or something because we kept chanting at school, but otherwise I don't know. <laughs> I joined in, but I don't know who he is. <laughs> like it was self-preservation, quite frankly. Here you go. Shoes off if you hate Gibson. Ugh, some of these, I loved some of the Gibson chants. Gibson got absolutely fucking rinsed. But it was great because he played into it. Oh, he's such a natural heel magnet. Yeah, it's his face. He's very, he's very scowly. Look at that! For honestly, it was such a good crowd. It was like a proper like festive sports crowd, wasn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Like, but it was never like aggressive. Like everyone had a good time. Oh, it was a great night. This is and this is before like NXT UK became like a bit of a toxic thing because they kind of just. This is when they were still letting these guys appear for like progress and they were still having proper stories going. Yeah, like the only person who didn't appear elsewhere was like done. And that's because, like, he was probably getting paid a mint, and he was like, "I don't have to." That's not true. <laughs> um, that's not true. He turned up in ICW with Big Paul. Remember? <laughs> he did. No, but like, thing he'd like pick and choose rather than go around everywhere, whereas everyone else was kind of just going around everywhere. So, like, everyone was just sort of like, "Oh, we get to show off like British wrestling to the world. This is great." Because like it's so, <laughs> it's so easy to forget what gold like this is sort of a common well more like Wembley early later in the year and Hydro for the ICW. This is a combination for an absolute like golden age in British wrestling. Yes, yeah, definitely. Like everything was going, everyone bar Red Pro was on going on full cylinders. I actually took my shoes off. Of you did. It was the first time yeah. I ever smelt your feet. <laughs> and it wouldn't be the last. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you made it weird. <laughs> well, look about it. Like, this, most of this is for crowd because that's just ah. Because but that's the thing about hot crowds. These this this like feeling out period. But this is to get like the crowd into it. So, like, when people do, like, these feeling out periods in an empty arena now, it's sort of, like, it doesn't land, because of course it's not going to fucking land. Okay, question. Tell uh, me what you think about that. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's right. I did break out from Destiny's Child on this podcast. Um, Are you ready for the strategy, Which night? Takeover Blackpool 1 or Takeover Blackpool 2? Which was better? Um, One. Because, like, it was our first... Um, Takeover. First time meeting each other, um, and we we went out and got pissed afterwards. Whereas you two had to go home the night um, after this because you know you're apparently functioning adults with, who had work responsibilities, and I'm a piece of shit student. So, 
But like after this, we went out and like got pissed, and it was great. It was. We did get hammered. Spoke to a lovely Irish guy in the pub. Um, <laughs> and his friend. And his passed out friend. Yeah. <laughs> Who made sure that first time I ever had Newcastle Brown. Newcastle Brown was. Oh, Newkey Brown is the uh, is the ale it was of choice. It's the perfect temperature as well. It is. It like, is. Um, and I felt wit. Uh, and I felt, like, and I remember when I, we like bought like prees, I completely overestimated how much you and Gal were drinking the prees because I got a bottle of vodka and you two got a four pack. <laughs> 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 yeah, you you went and then you said, "Oh, I really fancy some uh, what was it, peach vodka?" So you just bought peach coke and vodka. Yeah, I was, yeah, because I fancy peach vodka. <laughs> it's cheaper. How am I right in saying- thinking that? Mustache Mountains gear is Jerry the King Lawler inspired. I thought I was. I seem to have British Bulldogs inspired. It might well which be. Would make more it sense. Just, it's the red that sort of strikes me as very Cause, Lawler. Cause spoilers later in the match, they do the British Bulldog. The, they do the Bulldogs finish. They do. Seven's like your cool uncle, isn't he? Well, not your specific cool uncle, but like. I was just gonna say, how do you know my uncle? <laughs> But like he looks like the, like the uncle who like sneak you a couple um, drinks at New Year. Yeah. Oh Jesus! But he's also the one who try and buy um, drugs off you, mate, when we t- come around to the house. <laughs> <laughs> it disgusts me that Tyler Bates is younger than me. It disgusts me just how fucking young he actually is. No, he's like twenty-three now. Hasn't been featured much um, on NXT UK, though, has he? he no, he, not this time around. Um, I think partly because we don't have anything for him. He's not, he hasn't been in the like, Heritage Cup, has he? No. Um, I'm trying to... Because I've only watched a couple of weeks of NXT UK. Have you seen the Dragon off the... Ooh. <laughs> 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 That's like proper fucking British stuff there, isn't it? Um, the Dragon off versus I've, Walter match. Um, but Yeah. I have, yes. What did you think of it? I absolutely loved it. It was completely at odds with everything else they're doing in NXT UK, like the level of brutality. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it was it was really, really good. Really enjoyed it. And to be perfectly honest, I think it was completely um, deserving of its five stars from Malta. Yeah, I don't. I didn't personally give it like the ten, but I'm getting more and more stingy with my ten ratings nowadays. I remember there was a point where Grizzled Young Veterans were my absolute favourite team in the world and it was completely down to Gibson Like, and I thought it was a sin we didn't have them cut a promo at, promo on the show yeah well they weren't even on the second show oh no they were yes they were yes they were they were in that multi-man ladder match for the titles which was also yeah. very good yeah, and they were also in that triple threat at Cardiff, which was also very good. It was. Because um, that was where they lost you know the belts, I... wasn't it, to um, um, Flash Morgan South Webster and Mark Andrews. Yeah. Who, on the pre-show to this, for Imperium, and it was great. It was very, very good, yes. To be fair, the pre-shows for these takeovers have been good, because the one we went to um, this year had Joseph Connors having an actual good match. And Cassie Sono. Oh, I fucking love Cassis. Oh, no. He had a match with Jack Gallagher and the tapings I went to, which is really good. Um, Jeez. 
But something more brutal about it when they go through the second rope, isn't there? Yeah, and I think if they go through it towards the corner as well. Yeah, because you're like, oh shit, you're going to hit your shoulder. Tyler, Tyler Bate, Tyler Bate, like Tyler, Tyler Bate. Oh, I'm going to get analytically um, wanky now. But this is basically the seven tag formula infused with British wrestling, and I kind of love it. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. The finishing, I remember the closing stretch of this match is absolute fire. Because remember, I rewatched um, this takeover before the Cardiff takeover. Because I was like, I'm, I'm, I want to actually compare them without the bias of only ever seeing it live. So I watched it. It absolutely held up to a rewatch, mostly thanks to the crowd. Mm. Then I finished this match, and I'm like, okay, that's just tag match of the year. There's no competition. Because I don't, I'm trying to think of anything that might top it on in twenty eight in 2019 for tag action, and it's um, and I'm struggling. I imagine it would have been something NXT related. So, what takeovers are we looking at in 2019? Um, there was War Machine versus. In fact, because the only really really good tag match we had that year was War Machine versus um, Ricochet and um, Black. Black. Because after that, it was like the ladder match of 25, which was okay, and then the Street Profits match, which again was okay, and then. I think I've even forgotten what they had on. I think the then last at one, Phoenix, at Phoenix, there was. Um, Phoenix was. Was Phoenix 2018? Oh yeah, no, that was um, War Machine versus Undisputed. Mm-hmm. I'd still say this is better. I'd say this is better. I'd still say that is a cracking tag match. No, I, um, this is like right at the tail end of like the golden un- age of Undisputed era, whereas like as opposed to now, where like I'm sorry, we're a bit played out. Because they've run out of things to do with them, haven't they? No, I think we've run out of things to do, and we haven't especially progressed, especially since, like, when Adam Cole's going up against Pat McAfee, something's wrong. Mm, absolutely. And that, and that, because I think the last time Undisputed Air was, like, properly, properly hot was the Imperium Fuse. <sighs> I heard that, I was just like, <sighs> finally. What are you drinking? Um, I am on the Star of Praman tonight. Ah. I have the Raspberry Pepsi. <laughs> We've run into very different circles. <laughs> it's, it's all uh, I had in the car. Is that or is that or Tizer? So Ty- fucking hell, Chris Tizer. They don't but even that sell the... that down here anymore. <laughs> it's been outlawed. <laughs> it's been. I have a. I have a theory about Tizer, and that is um, when we get to the bot- when bars get to the bottom of their barrels. They just get all, when they don't have enough to make another bottle. They just mix it all, and that it goes into a big tizer barrel. <laughs> yeah, because there's a there's a miscellaneous flavour to tizer, isn't there? And it's slightly different every time. Yeah, it's never the same. <laughs> Is it strawberry? Is it raspberry? Is it orange? Is it cigarette butts? Who knows? Is it pee? Is it cum? Well, never. <laughs> Meanwhile. This match, the grizzled young veterans are, in my opinion, they're like a revival in the way that they don't do anything obscenely flashy. Yeah. Obscenely flashy. Well, it's just cut the ring. Apart from later on, it's cut well, the Drake ring does. off. Gibson doesn't. Yeah, it's cut the ring off. It's oh, hello. I didn't realize Trent was cut open. 
What I also like about them, and it's what a lot of the great tag teams have, like um, Midnight Express had this, um, the Revival had this, they always seem like one wrong move away from falling apart. Mm. Like you saw it earlier, where they're desperately trying to get each other out of situations. If you hate Gibson, stand up. <laughs> I love the fact that um, Seven's proper got the Ric Flair going on now. Yeah. That's thing. That's why he, I think that's what probably why he got the blonde there. Maybe. Either that, or it's like I want to look like Tyler. <laughs> it's always weird when I hear like from talk because like all but strong styles are like proper brummies, aren't they? They're from Wolverhampton, aren't they? Um, I'm pretty sure. Uh, West, isn't Dunn from Dudley? I'm sure at least one of them is from Wolverhampton. Yeah, it's all England. <laughs> it's all England to me. Do that whenever, like I like I forget I was um oh it's with my friend Hannah when I was down in Birmingham, and it was like, uh, and I heard a um I heard a Ouija. It's like oh fuck, it's someone from Glasgow, and she was like, it just sounds Scottish to me. <laughs> <laughs> that sign with Scott uh, Zach Gibson <laughs> in the toilet makes me laugh every time I see it. For some reason, that sign no reminds me of. Is I mean I'm a guy who is standing outside, standing, oh, yeah. standing, I'm handing out business cards. Yes, I do remember. <laughs> he didn't even go. It's like damn. And he was there the year after, wasn't he? He was. Same business cards. <laughs> Got to respect the hustle, but you you know it's been two takeovers, man. <laughs> Just give up. <laughs> Oh, the chops. Oh, the chops. And this is before Walter was in the UK. He debuts at the show. Yeah, he debuts at the end. And Garth just turns around going, who's he? <laughs> yeah. Me and you are fucking marking the fuck out. And he's like, who's he? <laughs> Seven's just flopping around like a salmon. <laughs> and now he's dead. But again, it's so good, fair. like, just grizzled young vets cutting off the ring. It's just, it's simple mm. tag team wrestling, but it's so fucking yeah, good. Then eventually when the hot tag happens, you're like, yes. <laughs> yes. The fucking noise. Because even then, Tyler Bate was incredibly over. Oh, yeah. I mean, he was more over at the second one when he took on Devlin in that absolute fucking... Oh, what a match that oh, was. That's, that was the second best match. No, for second or third. This is it's between this and that for the second best, but my favourite's just Devlin versus Dragunov at Progress. That was fucking incredible. Look, at he's so weirdly proportioned. Though. He's just so stocky. Yeah. He's like... He's as wide as he is tall, but he's also not fat. It's a weird line to... He's just so like, fucking charismatic, isn't he? I sometimes feel he should wear, like, one of those Flintstones um, singlets. <laughs> <laughs> it's so contrived. It is so but fucking don't contrived. Care. Don't fucking care. Oh, we, we all marked out, but it is so fucking contrived. Yeah, it, it's very contrived, but also, like, I don't want... Because, like, if you strip away... 
all of that, you just sort of get street fighting, which is... I'm increasingly finding with Street Fighter thing, you when people either love it or hate it. Like I was watching some UWF stuff from a 1989 watch, and my first thought was, "Oh shit, Rob would fucking hate this." Well, if I wanted to watch real fighting, I'd watch UFC. That's sort of my thinking. Like I want, I kind of want aspects of it in wrestling, and sometimes the occasional match, like the Ibushi. Um, oh Christ, I forgot about this bump. <laughs> Oh, nice. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's so good. Why they didn't take Mustache Mountain and have them chase... Um, and have them chase for tag titles, I'll never know. Because they still haven't been basically... tag champs, have they? No, we were basically removed from... <laughs> we were basically removed from the tag division, like, after this. We had, like, one rematch on TV, and then we were just removed. I think when you've got two bona fide single stars, you've got Tyler Bate, who is a bona fide main eventer, could be champion again and easily carry the division. You've got Seven, who's such a lovable sort of middle of the road. He would be the perfect person to hold the Heritage Cup or to hold, if they ever got mm-hmm. a mid-card title, he'd be the perfect person to hold it. What would the, what would the mid-card title be? Would it just be like a regional thing? It's like the Scottish Championship. <laughs> the Minor Counties Championship. <laughs> representing the Lake District <laughs> the new NXT Cumbria champion <laughs> oh don't think it'd work <laughs> the greater Manchester championship <laughs> and instead of a belt it's just like one of the hardcore belts but it's just the LP of definitely maybe <laughs> Oh, he very, oh, very nearly didn't get that. Yeah, well, too bad. It's not as bad as Burning how many... Hammer! <laughs> I, I hate it when people... At least it was broken up, because I fucking hate it when people actually kick out of a burning hammer. People using it as a transitional move. Yeah, no, because, like, Kanta Kibashi used that seven times in his whole career to the point where if he even teased hitting it on someone, you were made for life, and you're using it for a transition, fuck off. It's the ending to one of my favourite matches ever. Where he hits Masao with it. Yeah, Jesus. Because in that match, they just threw fucking everything at each other. It gets uncomfortable after a while, but it's so fucking good. Well, it gets uncomfortable after the fucking dragon. Oh my God, off the ramp. Jesus Christ. No, no, no. Who on earth in their right mind takes that fucking bump? <laughs> I don't... It's 2004, Noah. No one was in their right mind. <laughs> oh. oh, by the way, you th- no, I'm not sure if it was today or if it's today or tomorrow. Um, you know what the next GHC title match is? Uh, Goshi Ozaki versus Nakajima. Yes. It's one of very few modern wrestling things I'm currently excited for. <laughs> Ooh. I love this move, by the way. Oh, Codebreaker! Oh, that was, that was so... <sighs> it's just, it's so, just so good. It's so it is, it is so smooth. Ah, Helter Skelter, because all of... All of the Liverpool references. Shankly Gate. I'm... Ticket to Ride. 
Um, what else could he throw in there? <laughs> Just pushes someone, yells, get back. <laughs> oh my god, he's hitting with the paperback rider! <laughs> Just some, he tries to attack someone. No, let it be. Zach, <laughs> let it be. It's like, who wants to tie the shot? Please, please, me. Just think about this. This night, you've got this setting the crowd up. Then you'd got the whole yeah. Balor surprise, which in itself was oh, fucking but, lunacy. But, because when it, we were marking out just when it went dark. I'm not going to lie, a very small part of me thought that was going to be Grado. <laughs> it was a very, very small part of me. But imagine it goes dark. Life is a mystery. <laughs> oh, it's just so airtight. I don't know. It, it, it's one of those submission moves as well that looks like it would legitimately hurt. Yeah, because it's being, like, yanked back. Because my, my like, go-to thing for, like, some of it doesn't look effective and it probably actually would be is, like, the triangle answer that Konami does. Yeah. Because, like, I, I, know it's, I know that it's meant to be a choke, but it just looks like a shit armbar. I know what you mean. Oh, no. <laughs> Oh, a, du a double submission spot. We're definitely not going to see another one of those tonight. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit, I just realised that's the really tanned referee from NXT. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. I fucking hate him. <laughs> what, because of <laughs> his so tan? No, he's so distracting. It's like, it's the same reason I don't like El Hebner. Because, like, there's a middle ground to, like, be having, like, a signature as referee and being distracting. Like, um, Aubrey in um, AEW, I think, played this quite well. Or Red Shoes in New Japan. But, like, Hebner just goes over the top because he's a mark for himself. Red Shoes does my head in now. Does he? I haven't watched New Japan since the G1. What's he doing? Just, he, he just, he... He's just so overdramatic and just does not need to be. And it winds me up. To be fair, you probably don't know it's normally because you have, like, a crowd. Yeah, maybe. Well, a crowd that can talk, anyway. This is wrestling. I think we're chanting British wrestling. Good, because this is wrestling is the stupidest chant. Yeah, it's it's like, well, where else would Thank it be? Thank God, I thought it was at the basketball. <laughs> to be fair, do you ever go to, like, a View Cinema, and before it comes on, it's like, this is not a cinema... And yes. just every time when I go with my friends, it's like, oh shit, we're in the wrong place. Damn it! <laughs> Why would you tag <laughs> Trent Seven in? Look at the state of him! <laughs> <laughs> because he needs to hit the dragon. Oh! One, two, no! Because <laughs> to be fair, they beat Undisputed Era with that move, so everyone thought it was gonna do it thumb up the arse <laughs> <laughs> that's what that means right <laughs> absolutely what learning it means things, Chris I think the spot things might be happening tonight. Chris I think this might be the spot mate oh no oh no I'm not prepared I'm not actually prepared oh I'm it's fucking quite prepared it was such a good spot it is mate I think it might be oh, that's such a smooth way to get into it <laughs> Oh, yeah. Really smoothly oh, done. Smooth. 
Oh, oh what? So so good. Yes. So good. Yes. 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 Yeah. This was the moment where I was like, "Fuck yeah. me." Yeah. This is something special. Oh, taken out of the air oh, with yeah. a drop kick. Lovely. Two. It's so good. It's so good. Because also, like, that's very hard not to, like, kill him off. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Here we go. Ticket, ticket to, to Ride. Mayhem. Oh, was it Ticket to Mayhem? I thought it was Ticket to Ride. Yeah, I Three. think they were scared of... It's, it's sort of like how we had Flash Morgan Webster and stopped him making, like, a million mod references. You can't name everything after the Who. Stop it. <laughs> but the Lamb of Joy Division on, his, on the back of his um, coat, they're not even mods. No, they're not. In no way are they mod. <laughs> In any way at all. Yeah. <laughs> like Pete Townsend, Paul Weller, Ian Curtis. <laughs> <laughs> ah, right this is so good. Let's, uh, let's pause it there. That's better than I remember. Honestly, like I said before, that closing sequence is just fire and you run the risk of with a spot like look at when Tyler Bate is doing the airplane spin and I was saying about how it is contrived it's a great spot to watch you know as a crowd you're popping for it but it is quite contrived especially when you're doing a double one um but here with this final spot that enormous suicide dive knocking Tyler Bate off Zach Gibson's shoulders everything seemed organic everything was there like he was wrestling with him which got him into the middle and then tyler Bate is bumped into by trent seven that's how he ends up on zach gibson's shoulders and just everything he goes for the clothesline misses um drake goes straight underneath carries on running suicide dive everything felt so organic. they've got such great chemistry these two teams and it was it was just the perfect way to start this night yeah, because I think that was my biggest problem with like what other people thought were like matches with the overwhelm machine was when they did contrived spots, it felt really contrived. Like when Hansen's doing like the forever clothesline, it's like it's seriously no one gonna stop this. But like here, like everything, like like that, um, the doomsday device to the outside of the ring, that could have so easily been like something that took half a million years to set up, and then. Um, be really contrived when it happened because of it. But no, they did it like in natural points of the match. They managed to like weave an actual narrative around these high spots, which is something loads of people who have loads of high spots still struggle with. The Hardys never managed to get that down. Agreed. Like, or, or like Edge and Christian, but like it's something that so many teams never got down, and these two did. And because it's like on one of like the lesser takeovers. Uh, because the UK takeovers, as much as I'm annoyed that that's the case, are kind of lesser takeovers. You need something like that's 100% godlike, like the Walter bait match, to sort of break through in that respect. Um, but then there's this, and like again, I don't think there's a tag match from. Oh, yeah, no, I'd, I'd go as far to say there's not a tag match from VCF that tops that for me. I must admit, I think we gave it a nine the first time we watched it, and yeah, like genuinely. It might be. It might be a ten. I'm gonna hold off and watch the other two matches before, because <laughs> like I want to, I want to contrast and compare it to our main event match tonight, because I've not watched that since 
uh, since it aired in 2016, I would be 19. And, I, and if I remember right, I was incredibly hungover. That's the right way to be. Um, <laughs> I must admit, in being completely honest, in, uh, in the spirit of honesty, I've never seen the match that we're going to main event with tonight. So you've not seen the next two matches? I've not seen either of the next two matches. Okay, I have a request for the next match. Do not, since we're watching on YouTube, don't gander down to the comments. Just go and go right into full screen. Oh, okay. I mean, I'm going to try and watch it on my um, on my TV. So I'm just typing it in uh, now. Okay, so um, the comments won't come up then, so you're fine. So, ladies and gentlemen, the next match that we are going to watch is a Steel Cage tag team match. Um, between, sorry, I'm just trying to search at the same time. There we go. Between America's Most Wanted and Triple X at um, Turning Point 2004. If you type it into YouTube, it does come up. It is on YouTube. Yes, I wish to proceed. It's all good. There we go. Right, so I'm ready to go whenever you are, Chris. Um, this was Garth's choice. Um, and yeah. he was, when we decided that the theme of this podcast was going to be tag team wrestling he was disturbingly quick in deciding that this was to be his pick and i'm both filled with fear and intrigue as to why that is um i have i've seen this match and i can i think i know exactly why that is i'm not gonna say why but there's a point in this match that i think is Pretty icon- I'm surprised you don't know it. And, and like, so I'm really looking forward to seeing you seeing it. I think I might know the spot you're talking about, but I don't know. I've, I don't know who Triple X are. So I, I must admit my, my knowledge of this early TNA. I'm not. My, obviously, I know America's Most Wanted, but I'm not familiar with Triple X. So it, it's not the running Hurricane Rana from the top of the cage, is it? It is. Oh, okay, <laughs> I've seen that. I've seen the gift bit, but um, yeah, I haven't. I haven't seen the rest of this match. So let's, without further ado, let's go on it. So it's Turning Point 2004, America's Most Wanted versus Triple X Steel Cage match. It's on Impact Wrestling's YouTube channel, um, and if we're ready, we'll press play in three, two, one, go. Okay, and it's muted. That is. Superb. There we go. Oh, yeah. What a funky entrance theme. Yeah, what a funky entrance way. No one's going to use that in the future. <laughs> nice. Is that Look Shelton that Benjamin? No, it's not Shelton Benjamin. It's Eagle Skipper. Okay. I mean, let's be perfectly honest. He looks identical to Shelton Benjamin in his face. Well, he's, I, I don't think he looks identical, but he does look like a, re, a fairly badly created Shelton Benjamin <laughs> in a SmackDown vs. Raw game. Shelton Benjamin creator community uh, character. Yeah. Creator wrestler character, even. Just how many teams has Christopher Daniels been a fucking part of? It's because their TNA were cowards and didn't want to push him. Is that up there with one of the worst tattoos? I'm sorry, but like, they have AJ Styles and stuff. You can't 
<laughs> have you seen? I think it was you that shared it as America Most yeah, Wanted come down. <laughs> that it's fucking the, the guy who got AJ and what? Like honestly, the AJ thing, I'd be like, you fucking mark. But I wouldn't find it creepy. What I find creepy is that he also there's dates underneath AJ's tattoo, and where the dates that his children are born. He got those exact dates underneath. That is with the exact. That's weird. That is weird. And what's even worse is that he even had, like, there's, like, a tiny discrepancy because they were done over several years, obviously. Um, he's even got those tiny discrepancies in there. It's, like, done, like, exactly to it. And I'm like, I'm just going to do this. Can you at least put, like, dates of him winning championships or something? I don't know what's creepier, that or James Storm with no beard. <laughs> It is, it's the goatee as well, isn't it? He looks like someone who'd go up. It looks like if, uh, if he was talking to like a woman and they were like, I love films. He'd be like, okay, name me 10 films by this director. He looks like if Fred Durst grew out his hair. <laughs> you know what he looks like? He looks like half the fucking Bullet Club, um, people with Bullet Club avatars telling me I don't understand wrestling. To be fair, you don't understand wrestling, mate. Oh, do I not? I know nothing about wrestling. I don't watch it at all, really. <laughs> I genuinely thought for a minute that they had got all Japan Pro Wrestling on the back of their trunks. <laughs> In 2005, who was wrestling? <laughs> um, Kojima. Although, Kojima, Nagata, you... Muta. I recently, I was because I was doing some, um, I was doing some like preliminary research into. Um, future Watchland product projects, and I believe it's for two, you know what the two thousand seven Champions Carnival mm-hmm. um, final is. Is that Suzuki or is that Tanahashi? It's Suzuki versus Kawada. Ooh. Yeah, it's two thousand seven Kawada. But still... it, it's Kawada nonetheless. Oh, that's really yeah. really helpful to see, isn't it? Can't see a fucking thing through that. <laughs> there you go. Later TNA. TNA would like put little holes at the bottom of the cage to put cameras through, and then that came to a head when Samuel Shaw, who is now like Dexter Loomis, yep. that's his name in NXT, the shit guy, um, and <laughs> he pulled Christy Hemi through the hole because he was trying to abduct her. Oh my god! Yeah, and like Mr. Anderson was saving her. Mr. Anderson went ended up going into like Samuel Shaw's room, and it had like Samuel's room witting on the wall, and it was a bunk bed. And he walked in, and was like, "What are you doing in my room?" Jesus, that's creepy. Two thousand and twelve, TN twelve thirteen. No, this is thirteen. Was a time. That era was a time. What I'm questioning here is the point of having a cage match with tax. Yeah, I, I do sort of... Because there's no DQ in a cage match by its very, like, yeah. being. So, I mean, realistically, is the aim to climb out of the cage? Or is it is it pinfall? I cannot remember. Because if it's pinfall, fine having a referee. But otherwise, what the fuck is the point in the ref? Yeah. Ooh. Cock first. <laughs> I don't think I've ever seen that before. <laughs> I hate it when I have to go cock first into something. <laughs> this is this is bad to see. There we go. 
That's why they had the blue cage in WWF, wasn't it? So you could actually fucking see through it. Yeah, but the problem was it was rock solid like, and I had know, I think no give in it. We, Christopher Daniels is already pissing blood. Yeah. Already. We are two minutes yeah. into this match. I have a... There must be a middle ground. And, and what I think, though, is that with the six t- sides... And um, TNA really wanted to get like a UFC um, audience on that one, like in terms of the just having the cage around it. Okay, yeah. Because too fair, we then did that like what three years after this with Angle and Joe. Two thousand seven. So yeah, lockdown two thousand seven. Was that eight? no 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 seven was um, the one with like the electrified cage. It was eight for. Joe and Angle. I think you might be right. I think you might be right. Because I, I watched it for a review we never did. <laughs> There's a couple of shows you've done that for. <laughs> I'm, sh- I'm sure that Joe versus Angle will at some point be a watch-along because we've got Garth, who is a um, huge TNA mark. Yeah, well, to be fair, I've, I've, the last few I've been thinking, oh, I really fancy some Kurt Angle. But like, I couldn't think of a good Kurt Angle tag match we hadn't covered. No, and obviously next week it's Survivor Series, and I don't know if there's any notable Kurt Angle singles matches. Singles matches. Didn't he win? On, he de- I suppose he debuted at 99. Yeah, but like, if I'm going to pick Angle, I'm going to pick like peak Angle. Oh, yeah. You, you look in 2006 Angle. At some point, where he lost his hair. Yeah. <laughs> no hair angle is best hair angle. Have you seen his matches with McGuinness? No, I haven't. Great. I must admit, I'm a They're bit of a McGuinness noob. Aside from his match with Daniel Bryan, which is stellar. Which one? The, the one, one in, in Liverpool? The one at Ring of Honor, yeah, in England. But, yeah. Um, that's not even my favourite Nigel versus um, Danielson match. There's one. It was that I think it was Tina, it was that when we his first pay per view. But I can't remember. No, it wasn't my first. But I can't remember. Oh, I can't remember what's called. And I feel bad about that. But like early in the night, McGuinness had threatened to pull out of the title match because of concussions, and he did it to go um, Brian into not using the elbows that had beat him in Liverpool. That's incredible. And then. <laughs> Um, he won the match with a headbutt. That's which class. is like that's it, no, that's perfect healing, isn't it? Healing at its fucking best. I'm not massively familiar with Elix Skipper. He's one of those pe- people from TNA who is like an amazing athlete. Because Daniels has said this in interviews, he's an amazing athlete. But like not a natural wrestling storyteller, he needed to be in a tag setting to be good. Yeah, he needed someone to help him with the psychology. He could do the moves, but yeah. he needed help with the bits in between. Jeff Hardy, that's what he is. He's a Jeff Hardy figure. I think Jeff has got better. Well, yeah, but like I'm, I'm not being funny. How many years has he? Like twenty years he's been wrestling. I'd hope he's got better. Yeah, true. Knock knock, Chris. Huh? Knock knock. <laughs> Oh right, <laughs> fucking! It's Braden Walker, I, and I'm gonna punch I, your teeth in. I didn't in. know about Braden Walker because the only wrestling I had access to at the time 
was it wasn't even Super Saiyans. I had WWF experience. Double WWF experience. Not F. WWE experience. I'm just used to calling it F because of my project. Um, WWE experience and. <laughs> They wouldn't show ECW clips, so and Braid Walker was ECW, so I didn't know about this meme until years later. Oh, it's, it's it's a moment of beauty. And um, to be fair, because I kind of knew Harrison TNA, because I we could, uh, was it on Bravo or Challenge Up? Either way, it was on Freesat, which we had, so I could watch TNA. So like a lot of my like growing up with wrestling was with TNA. Mm. Um, but like I watched it and then would pine after the WWE stuff because that's what people actually watched in school <laughs> oh he's handcuffed yep <laughs> please don't knock on the door because otherwise we're just going to have a field day <laughs> Jesus look at the fucking state that's just from Daniels yeah, I forget what show I was watching a show and there was a match where someone was pissing with blood. It was Mania 13. Bret Hart, uh, Steve Austin obviously early in the night pissing with blood. Got to Sid versus Taker. They still hadn't <laughs> changed the match. Oh, God, that's gross. That is grim, isn't it? It's like, what time's that bad? Wasn't it America's Most Wanted who bought the handcuffs in in the first place? <laughs> Yeah, but like it's a standard wrestling thing. If you set it up, you go through it. I am just gonna say, I, I thought America's Most Wanted were heels. They were at one point. Because originally like, I was like, T- who actually is the? He- I mean, it's obvious. It's it's obvious it's Triple X now, but I I don't. I wasn't watching at the time, so I couldn't actually tell you. But both guys, like both teams, seem naturally. I think it was a case of AMW were heelish, and then because it was so cool, we got over and eventually, like being money. Yeah, fair enough. In that respect, um, just Obviously, a little side note, Chris. By the way, sorry, just just meant to say this earlier, and uh, I'm sure any listeners have realised this by now. Oh, James Storm's bleeding. Um, I am just going to say <laughs> that typing in America's Most Wanted XXX into YouTube um, does come up with some. <laughs> interesting interesting images so maybe just type in triple x impact as opposed to just typing in america's most wanted xxx unless you're into that in which case you know have at son have at (laughs) they're all fucking bleeding now elix skip is the only one not bleeding yeah jesus (laughs) he's like no no blade job (laughs) no blade jobs brother i mean honestly what is even happening in this match it's all just fucking blood that's something I don't quite get about Gareth will complain about like violence or spots for the sake of spots and then he'll talk about this match being amazing yeah, true he, do- he does love this match he has spoken about he's this match enig- before he's an enigma that Gareth Jackson he's an enigma wrapped in a mystery cloaked in mystery <laughs> we we meant did you mean a riddle and you just forgot the yeah, word yeah completely mate completely <laughs> honestly I got halfway it's through like, and I got distracted just... and just forgot what I'd said he's an enigma wrapped in a mystery cloaked in a mystery <laughs> <laughs> fucking why don't you make like a tree and get out of here make like a tree and be a tree 
I'm so glad I can finally make Back to the Future references. I can't believe it's taking you this long to see that film. I've still not seen part three. I've, it's controversial in our chat, though, apparently, oh, because speak. I like... Um, oh, I love that um, Ray Walker's holding his arm out for the tag. Oh, no, he's not. He's had all his arm out for the key. I thought he was holding his arm out for the tag. I was like, you're handcuffed. <laughs> and I know he's not Ray Walker the... at the moment. I know he's not uh, Ray Walker. Ever, uh, I was going to ask if you've ever seen Gerald's game, but you don't like horror, do you? I uh, No, I am a massive, massive wimp, and I will watch absolutely uh, no horror whatsoever. So basically, the premise of that is um, her and her husband have a getaway handcuffs gets involved and then during um, her husband has a heart attack and dies and so she's stuck handcuffed Jesus and she gets out literally by like just sheer force so she sort of like fucks her hands <laughs> oh my God. it's grim it's a it's because most of it is just her there like having hallucinations and stuff and like it's fucking grim you you'd hate it <laughs> Jesus Christ <laughs> <laughs> I feel like even explaining to you was a bit too much for I, you. Honestly, just I hate, I can't stand it. I am such a wimp. I really am. Oh my god! Oh my uh, god! Because I like horror, but also like it both takes not a lot to scare me, but also then like it's very easy to not scare me. Like something like Evil Dead does nothing for me. Is that a tree rape? Yep. Okay, that did something, but I don't know what. To... <laughs> it's the most weird I've ever felt about what. Like, I felt physically dirty watching that. <laughs> it's like, I was just watching that going, this is the same guy who made Spider-Man. I am just going to say, using the cage for a slingshot suplex was very, very nice from Harris. That was very cool, yeah. The problem is, like, that's the first, like, actual spot of a match. Because, <laughs> like... Because, like, normally, like, in matches, at least, especially nowadays, when someone starts bleeding, you can pinpoint the point where they started bleeding. I... I could not tell you when the bleeding started. I don't think, if I'm being completely honest, I don't think he was supposed to be bleeding. I don't... I've at least I don't think he's meant to be bleeding that much. I don't think Daniels was supposed to be bleeding. It's, oh, that is nice. That is I lovely. I am a fan of that. <laughs> Again, Skipper's really good at the moves. He's really good at the moves. <laughs> the match has picked up significantly. It has. It was a lot of. It was a very slow start. It was wasn't a it? very slow. Like there was blood, which immediately sort of gives you that impression that holy shit, like something must have happened. But nothing happened. Nothing happened. Daniels was bleeding, and Harris was handcuffed, and still nothing really happened. There seemed to be a lot of almost a heart attack that it just seemed to be a lot of just <laughs> standing about didn't it yeah well that's what that's, that's why i always question why we put x division people in a cage because you saw it at the tna show we did early in the year where it's like them being in a cage um hindered them because a lot of x division matches is people lying outside of a ring waiting for best oh, so, yeah i can understand that it was de to the detriment of it wasn't it yeah Especially when, especially since it wasn't even a lockdown pay-per-view, so we had no reason for the cage other than, oh, we need to have a stipulation on this pay-per-view, otherwise people won't buy it, and then people didn't buy it anyway. <laughs> I 
Bro, I was watching like I watched um, just after we did our review of it. I watched like the Brian and Vinny review of that TNA pay per view. Oh yeah, and half of it was then going, "Why are people taking these bumps for a <laughs> show that people aren't going to see?" <laughs> it's a miracle. Here's a question: If we're doing a Survivor Series special, does that mean we're going to do a Christmas special? That does depend on. <laughs> Whether you're going to be an arsehole. What would I be an arsehole I don't about? know. I've just got visions of you being an absolute butt munch about something. Oh, my God. I think what? it might be here. I think it's here, Chris. I think the moment has arrived. I'm trying to think what Christmas scene matches for her. <laughs> it wasn't the moment. <laughs> awesome bomb. It was still really cool, though. Have you seen that? Um, actually, speaking of Christmas, have you seen the match where um, Alberto Del Rio runs over Santa? Yes, yes, and and you know what's you know what's even worse about that? He had just I was just going to say it was a face, wasn't he? Angel, I love the Angel. The Angel wings. wings is a great move. But like it's another one of those moves that still have gotten diluted re- recently because Angelina Love uses. <laughs> It just sort of ruin it a little bit, doesn't it? Yeah, anything once cool is ruined by... Um, are you a fan of the Misfits? Well, Velvet Sky wore Misfits pants, so, like, it's shit now. <laughs> Here we go. Every time every, every time, time they ascend the cage. Every time. <laughs> like, well, it's fine. I'll tell you what, but I think you might be onto it there. <laughs> I think it might be the moment. And I will say, it is, it is the moment. And this is fucking insane, to be fair. I hate sitting on that. Oh my god, Jesus. That slip is just, oh my, he is shitting himself now. And why would, that case just doesn't look sturdy. It doesn't, it looks like we just got a bunch of like fences. Really does. Go on, go on, Uh, Elix, lad. This is meant to hold. Look at the crowd. Even the crowd are like, fuck no. Oh my god. What I love about that, you're inches from disaster. He's landed that perfectly. Yeah. I think he's an amazing natural athlete, is the Elite Skipper. We just can't do the moves, Chris. That's the thing, isn't it? Struggles with the (laughs) moves. Struggles with the storytelling. Can do the moves. He doesn't struggle with the moves. (laughs) Can do the moves. I don't care about it now is that there's a fair bit of this match left if YouTube is to be believed I believe it will probably it's have like, the promo and stuff afterwards I guess but like I don't know I feel like your match should end yeah precisely after this I feel like after this Daniel should like pin um was it Harris who Harris had, had that done, that done to, him? to him yeah yeah um I feel like Daniel should just immediately pin Harris and then that's for finish that's probably a lot, like you know who was really bad for that was Ring of Honor in tag matches. They would have this amazing spot that they could never replicate throughout the rest of a match, and then but they just don't end it. And it's like okay, that could have like ended there and been amazing, yeah. but now we have to. It's like have, do you watch Brooklyn Nine Nine? I do, yes. And like Terry stops the elevator to give a speech to. Um, Amy and Gina and then <laughs> Gina's just like see 
the elevator could have opened and we could have left a great speech. <laughs> now we just need to stew in it. <laughs> How annoying. Really... These, are, these are closing spots. These are finishing yeah. spots. No, that's the thing. But that is so good. But also, after that Hurricane Rana, I don't care. <laughs> Jesus. Oh, the way Daniel's landed there, Jesus I Christ. Think Daniel's transitioned it into like a cutter or reverse neck breaker, but. <sighs> Everyone's just pissing blood. More blood than a blood bank. I couldn't think of anywhere <laughs> else that'd have a lot of blood. <laughs> More blood than a blood thing. <laughs> I... I, I could not think of anywhere else that would have, like, a ton of blood. You struggled a little so bit there, didn't you, mate? Yeah, I could... Well, where would have a lot of blood? A, this a, a ring, apparently. Fuck me. Yeah, Jesus Christ. <gasps> that's a bit grim, isn't it? Oh. Tour of the Islands? No. <laughs> of course, into the ring again. Into the cage again, of course. How the fuck is this match still going after what we've seen? No. Because I was, I just thought when you mentioned the cage there, there, like how we were talking about Joe versus Angle, but he only used the cage in that once, and it was during the finishing sequence. Yes. Yeah. Like this is sort of prototypical X Division in that, like, there's a lot to be impressed by here, but the structure of the match just makes it fall flat. I think the problem was we had so much nothingness at the start. Like, we've had, yeah, we had... two separate closes to a match, and yet we're still yeah. going. If they'd have cut the shit yeah. at the, the it... beginning, then we wouldn't have had this and problem. You couldn't have topped um, that Hurricane Rana as no, well. absolutely not. I agree. Me. Like... Again, like, if we go back to the match before this, it ended on the biggest spot of the yeah. match. Like, biggest spot of the match. Um, heels finisher, they win. <laughs> Just finish it already. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a case of that. Like, it's a good match. The match is, is insane, especially now that it's, it's picked fine, up. Yeah. But... It, yeah. it should it should be done by now. It it should be done. Oh, I just saw someone there with a Polaroid fucking. I just saw someone there with a Polaroid camera. Polaroid. <laughs> like, oh fucking. And I just realised it's leveled. Polaroid. I, it's not a word I've had to say a lot in my oh, life. Polaroid. <laughs> Pol Polaroid. Fucking Polaroid. <laughs> it does sound like a medical condition, it does. doesn't it? <laughs> And there you okay, go, finish. There we go, finally. <laughs> and America's Most Wanted win oh, look with it. the Powerplex. When in silhouette, um, Daniel's looks a bit like Stone Cold. He does. does look a bit like Stone Cold. It's the chrome, though. I think so. <gasps> right, so as America's Most Wanted embracing one of the bloodiest hugs I've ever seen in my life, let's pause it there, Chris. What did you think of that? If it had actually like escalated, it would be great. The issue was 
the great movies want supplemented, uh, suppl- supplemented with something to hold on to. Okay. It's so, the way I'm looking at it, it's like if an amazing guitar solo wasn't in a song, if someone just did the solo. No, I, see, I, I do see what you mean. My issue was, and it, it's it's pretty much the same issue as you, I think. We started with very little, and then we built and built and built to this huge crescendo, which was the spot that everyone knows, that enormous hurricane runner off the top of the cage. But then we carried on, and we carried on, and we carried on. Then we had another amazing spot off the top of the cage, and we carried on. And we carried on. And in fact, oh, now we finish. We finish with, yes, they've stolen. Uh, America's Most Wanted have stolen Triple X's finishing move, so it's a big fuck you and all that. But we still finish off what was effectively a weaker finishing sequence. Does that make sense? Yeah. And I don't know, it's a little bit of a shame because it, it was a good match. And once it escalated, and, you know, it did take a while to get going, but once it got going. It was great. It was really good. 